This is FCS Saturday on 740 The Fan and 107.3 FM. You know, it's real, and they're here because of us and the rivalry. So we're going to embrace it. It's here. It's going to be here. There's going to be more people in Brookings than ever if we don't acknowledge it. And it's going to be like, what's going on? They know what's going on. And so we're going to make it a positive. They have some great weapons. Quarterback, a young quarterback, has uh, playmaking ability, can run the football, can deliver it. Great receivers, uh, tailbacks. They're as deep as anybody out there. Pierre Strong's uh, as good a back as we've seen. Now, to the host of FCS Saturday, here's Chase Miller. Live in Brookings, South Dakota, as we continue with our number now three here for our coverage, as we'll be live until 11 a.m. Stop on by in Brookings in South Dakota at the Buffalo Wild Wings, and not too far of a walk from campus from the game day site, not too far of a walk from the stadium as well, where later today the Bison and the Jackrabbits will be kicking off at 2 o'clock. Thanks in part to Jiffy Lubafargo, Irie Insurance, and Gain City Bank here for bringing this coverage, an extended coverage of FCS Saturday, and heard it here with Swanee. I'm Chase Miller. He's Josh Swanson and Josh Linus back at our 740 The Fan Studios in Fargo. Well, you heard the intro there that Stig said they're going to embrace game day. And Matt Entz kind of saying, you know what, we're going to not necessarily downplay it, but it's just the next game on our schedule. That it, Whether it's Missouri State, Illinois State, SDSU, they're the next game. They're the biggest game because that's what's coming up later on Saturday in the week. Well, now it's here. You're seeing a host of Bison fans, a host of Rabbits fans, and we're going to get to some signs later in this hour, the ones that we can deem worthy of arable signs. We'll put it to you that way. But before then, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have Adam Jones, who is one of the creators of the Dakota Marker, join us at 930. But let's get to our first guest in the 9 o'clock hour, and that's Craig Haley, Stats FCS Senior Editor. Craig, thanks so much for the time for uh, taking the time here on a Saturday morning with Swanee and I. Yeah, Chase, Swanee, I appreciate you, ha- you having me on. And, and you just made a great point, Chase. I, I think Coach Stig has been loose all week. He's been everywhere with the whole game day of being on campus. You know, Coach Entz was a, was a little tight at his Monday news conference. And everything's I, I on the internet, right? Miss an interview on the Jack Michael Show? Leading the way in computer. I think we had a little misfire there. Craig, you still on the line? Yes, I'm here. All right, you were saying, Coach Entz, I, I agree with you, his Monday press conference, maybe a little more tighter, and Stig has absolutely been. I think that's an excellent point. He's been pretty loose this week. Yeah, and, you know, it's a product of having game day on campus, of course, which, which is just huge for South Dakota State. But it just has stood out all week, I think. And, and it's just going to be interesting to see how, how these two teams are today, you know, loose or, or, or tight. It's something we talked about, Craig Haley, Stats FCS senior editor. Stats FCS, one of the, the premier FCS coverage sites, follows it on a national scale. You've seen these Dakota Marker games before. And it seems to me, Craig, South Dakota State has done such a nice job coming out, whether it's scripted plays or getting the jump on the Bison early if they're just playing more loose. And I think in a game that's going to be this tight, if, if I'm Coach Stig in South Dakota State, I want to try to get up on the Bison, get that crowd into the game. What are, what are you looking for as far as that heading into things where either team might come out maybe trying for a home run ball type of thing to take advantage of maybe one team playing a little tight? It's it's true. I mean, I think Coach Stig is is always creative against the Bison, and and it always seems to work. I mean, which is odd because the Bison really raised their game in big games. So, 
you know, South Dakota State has done really well to stand up to the Bison over time. You know, it's obviously the dynasty in the FCS, the Bison. But but if there's one team that's not overwhelmed, it, it is South Dakota State. You know, I think home run ball, you have to worry if you're a Bison, you know, with, with you know, Pierre Strong and, and, and Cade Johnson. Now, I say that at the same time, you know, the Bison have just been ultra impressive all year, blowing people away and just, you know, dominating. So South Dakota State cannot afford the Bison to come out and, and have them flex their muscle early. Hey, Craig, I'm just curious from a national perspective, because Swanee and I live in Fargo, right? And obviously there's a lot of folks in Brookings that live and breathe Jackrabbit football. We live and breathe Bison football. You have UND, USD football, that stuff up I-29. From a national perspective, does everyone want the Bison to lose this game? I mean, is the Jackrabbits like the overwhelming you know, favorite? Because anyone that goes against the Bison is the team that that week, the FCS nation, so to speak, of, of the America that wants NDSU to go down it. From a national perspective, perspective is everyone going this is really cool that game days in brookings but now south dakota state has to finish it off with a win <laughs> well it's, it's true i mean when you have a dynasty you know people do like to see you know a heavy favorite get knocked off so probably more people than not are, are, are rooting for the jackrabbits here at the same time having an, a dynasty in the fcs has brought such attention to the level so it really has been terrific for the fcs It'll create some chaos as far as how we perceive the top teams if, if the Bison lose here because, you know, South Dakota State and JMU, provided JMU wins today, and they should, they'll, they'll be ahead of and the Bison going into the month of November. And, and, you know, the Bison are just so used to playing at home uh, throughout the playoffs. So I, it, it'll be chaotic from that sense. I think it's a great game. I think you can make a case for either team winning today in Brookings, so I, I just think it's a fascinating uh, storyline th- throughout the week. Here's here's my question for you, Craig. If the Bison win big or the Jackrabbits win big, are you going to see a lot of ranking? Like, for example, if the Bison win by 20 today, does South Dakota State take a heavy loss with that being their only FCS loss? We know the loss to Minnesota. On the flip side, let's say the Bison lose by 14, 17 points today. Does North Dakota State go far down maybe from what SDSU is at a three line? I, I know we're kind of talking hypotheticals here, but what happens if one of these two teams routes the other today? Does that take a big drop in terms of seeding yes we're already talking seeding in october but does it have a big drop for either the rabbits or the bison the, the bison when they have lost throughout the decade as a number one or at times number two they've been dropped too far in the polls and to me i don't think that should happen if they were to lose today i would probably not put them beyond three because obviously you have some other great teams out there, you know, Weber State or Sac, Sac State, Sacramento State, as long as they win today. But to me, you have to give the benefit of the doubt to the Bison for what they are as a program because when they've been dropped too far, they've always come back strong and, and proved people wrong for dropping them that far. The Jackrabbits, they certainly should drop to, you know, that 5-6 range if, if it's not a competitive game. Uh, they're still one of the premier programs, even with a loss. I mean, to be back-to-back semifinalists, you know they've been terrific, so I don't see them going beyond five six. But I do. I don't think the Bison should really go beyond say three. I have Craig Haley from Stats FCS and Athlon Sports joining us here on FCS Saturday with Chase Miller. I'm Josh Swanson. Craig, as far as the FCS goes this season, there seems to to be one of the storylines, whether it's you guys at Stats FCS or the guys 
at Hero Sports that there's a, a separation maybe between North Dakota State, James Madison, and South Dakota State in the field. But I know Sacramento State, they house Montana. They've been playing really well. Weber State's been playing pretty well. Who are some of those teams outside of the big three of NDSU, SDSU, and James Madison that, that fans should be paying attention to as we get closer to uh, the playoffs? Well, you certainly nailed this, Wani, with, with the two big sky teams, you know, Sacramento State and, and Weber State. I mean, they do play each other next week. So one of them is going to take a, a substantial loss when it comes to being in the mix for one of the very top seeds and also, you know, the, the big sky title. So that game's going to decide a lot. Weber also plays uh, UC Davis this week, so that's a, that's a really tough game for them. Um, then, then teams that it, it's – it's probably another drop-off from there because Villanova, you know, they've lost their top running back. They've already lost to, to James Madison, lost him to injury, I should say, Justin Covington. So, to me, they're probably not at the same level as these other five teams. You know, Kennesaw State has been terrific over the last few years, but they've shown they're not quite at that level, you know, like a top-four, top-five kind of level when it comes to strength of schedule. You know, from there, I mean, Montana really took a hit. They were looking strong, but they took a hit the way they lost to Sac- Sacramento State. Now their quarterback's injured. So I do think it's almost like a top three, and then the two big sky teams, and they're ready to separate each other next week. So then it's a little bit of another gap. One of the things I for an article up on Bison Report, Craig, visiting with you earlier in the week about the, the Dakota marker game, in the, the perspective of FCS rivalries, and, of course, there's Yale-Harvard, Lafayette-Lehigh, the Brawl of the Wild, the uh, HBCU games. Where does the Dakota marker now fit into that as far as the FCS landscape for as good as NDSU and SDSU have been playing in the playoffs, playing for Missouri Valley titles? Where does the Dakota marker fit in the, the landscape of FCS and college football rivalries? Well, it, it's growing, that's for sure. And, and, you know, in the last few years, you're not going to look at a rivalry with two better programs. I mean, this is, you know, the elite program in the Bison and then a South Dakota State team that's taken it to another level and just happens to get knocked out uh, by, by the eventual national champion several times here. So I, I think, yes, it's become one of the, the most prevalent uh, rivalries um, out there. Uh, people are paying attention to it. There are some great ones. I mean, as you mentioned, Harvard, Yale, you know, you got Montana, Montana State, you know, um, Lafayette, Lehigh, you know, Grambling Southern is another one. Those ones tend to end their regular season. That adds to it a little bit more, I think. But then again, you know, you, you know, like South Dakota State has South Dakota and their season. So I, I, it's, it's certainly the rivalry that features the two best uh Two best programs, uh, the, the the Dakota marker. Is is this Bison run, Craig? And I'm going to ask it this way because I know I'm going to have a lot of Bison fans, and, and Swanee might even be rolling his eyes live in Brookings here down at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Is the Bison run good or bad for the FCS? And the reason why I bring it up, it's kind of like the Yankee effect in MLB baseball, right? Every year for when I was growing up, it was, all oh, the Yankees are going to go buy a team, and they're going to go win the World Series, and here we go. It's obviously different in college because you have to recruit. You have to have guys stay healthy, and you have to win 14, 15 games in a year. So it t- 
takes a lot to get to that point. But is this good or bad? And the reason why I bring it up, third time that game day has featured North Dakota State since 2013, and then James Madison gets featured a couple times there. Now, you know, South Dakota State's getting featured. So it's probably good in terms of the exposure, but is it also bad because of what NDSU is doing, Craig? It's a great question, Chase. I think the dynasty is great for the FCS. You know, after they win a championship, a national championship, yeah, you're going to get people across the FCS say, hey, they need to move up the Bison. You know, this is a tired story. But guess what? They're tuning in because of a great power, one of the greatest powers in in, in, uh, college football history. So it's attracting people who wants to see them win, attracting people who doesn't want to see them win. So, yes, it's terrific uh, overall for the FCS to have a dynasty to to draw up uh, people's interest. I think part of the great thing from my perspective, Craig, even being a Bison fan, I like a good story, and any good story has the anti-hero and kind of the villain. And for the rest of the FCS, North Dakota State is kind of that that villain, the anti-hero, the school everyone wants to see get knocked off. And, and just looking at what James Madison did when they knocked off the Bison at the Fargo Dome, how big of a game that was and how big of a, a story that was for JMU emerging onto the national scene. So I, I have no issue with it. I think it's great that it's, it's a great story for the FCS, and, and, and talking about this particular game today, Craig, you followed both teams, the Jackrabbits and North Dakota State. You had your game day prediction up at the Stats FCS site. So I'll ask, I'll ask you to share with our listeners, how do you see this game unfolding today? I know there's a lot of talk about the two freshman quarterbacks and Trey Lance and Jabori Gibbs. Both these teams have excellent defenses, especially the front seven, awfully impressive for South Dakota State and NDSU. What's the maybe the tipping point this afternoon? Well, you mentioned the quarterbacks, and yes, I mean two two redshirt freshmen, Jabore Gibbs and, and Trey Lance, have been tremendous. I think there's going to be a little bit of nerves here early on, just because this is a rivalry game that, and the national game of the week that everybody's looking at, and they're going to sense that early. So I think they have to settle in quickly. Trey Lance has obviously had the better season, but you know uh, Jabore Gibbs has been terrific as well. I do think, you know, it's going to come down to winning that line of scrimmage, and both teams are capable of doing that. The, the last 15 times uh, they've played, uh, the, the team with the higher time of possession has won the game, 11 times uh, for the Bison and, and four for South Dakota State. I, I think you want to win it there. I think South Dakota State's rush defense is so much better, which factors in greatly here because, you know, the Bison are just so used to relying on that power run game. Maybe they have to get a little creative, and, and they have been great, you know, getting the ball out to, to tight ends and, and, and lately the wide receivers. So I, I do think you don't want to play from behind here. I do think, you know, Stig is terrific at coming up with something creative, and as I mentioned, it tends to work in, against the Bison where it doesn't seem to work for any other opponent. So I, I, I think you just want to play it close to the vest, play a game of field position, and really win it with your defense. Uh, final thing for you, Craig, who did you end up picking in this one? I, I think the line was at four and a half earlier on Monday that I saw from a five-dime. So what is your final prediction between the Bison and the Jackrabbits later today? I went with 26-23, the Bison, in overtime. I, I just think it's Ooh. a classic game. I, but, again, I think you can make the case for the Jackrabbits here because I, I just think they could maybe break one and, and, and uh, a long game for a touchdown and maybe that – factors in so i think you can go either way but i did go with the bison 
Hey, Craig, thanks so much for your time. If people want to read more of your work and kind of what you do on a weekly and daily basis in the FCS, how can they do so, sir? Sure. Our stats site is www.fcs.football. Uh, I uh, write for Athlon Sports as well. Uh, we're always covering FCS. Thank you. Thank you very much, Craig, for your time. We'll talk to you down the line, okay? All right, gentlemen. Enjoy the game. Yep. Thanks, Craig. That, again, is Craig Haley, Stats FCS Senior Editor, with us here on FCS Saturday. We're going to take a quick time out. Again, if you're driving into Brookings, stop on by uh, 6th Street, right, Swanee? If you're going, it's, if you're Absolutely going, right. Right on 6th. The B-Dubs is right there. There you go. If you're coming from Fargo, it's the second exit. If you're coming from the Sioux Falls region, it's going to be the first exit. So we're going to take a quick time out. We're back after this talking more Bison and Jacks. And at the bottom of the hour, one of the guys who came up with the Dakota marker, Adam Jones, at 930. It's Chase Miller, Josh Swanson, and Josh Linus with you here on FCS Saturday on The Fan.